0: Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do, you go? Where do you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Auburn Live show, A recruiting edition today, also known as the Tribble Freaking Pod. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're missing out. And uh, we've got a special going on, as we always do, eight thirty three dollars 33 a month for, uh, if you get an annual pass, which is, uh, what is that, Cole, almost a gallon of gas down there in Florida?
2: Mm, yeah, pretty close. close All
0: right. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, joined today, as I always am, by my cohorts, Mr. Cole Pinkston, recruiting analyst for Auburn on 3. Cole, how the, how the hell are you down there in Orlando?
2: Man, I am uh, doing pretty good. We're on the last day here. Heading back Ooh. to the uh, the three three four after that. <laughs> so how's it been? It's been good, man. Weather's been perfect. Started? Oh, oh, unbelievable. Oh, really?
0: Got yeah. your fast
2: Yeah, you know I'm not really what? into all that stuff. I kind of I've been kind of chilling a little bit, but uh, yeah, we I hit the rides. We got fast fast couple times. It's been nice.
0: What's the uh, the one that goes up the mountain? This
1: mountain uh, or Splash Mountain?
2: Everest,
0: no. Everest, Everest. Yeah, we had ball of that. Now, yeah, I rode the hell out of that. Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, that was pretty wild.
0: Head, how the hell are you, buddy?
1: I'm good, man. I'm I'm better that I'm with you guys today. Sorry about last night and for all the people that uh, that called in the show. Thank you guys for tuning. Um, I was able to catch part of it. It was fantastic. Cole making appearances from Orlando really made me feel shitty about myself, but hey, I'm here today.
0: Look, Uh, Jayhead, I I, I have.
2: I have family here. I got help with the kids, you know. So oh. This
1: is true. He was a solo venture last night, right? Yeah, yeah. But, be that as it may, we're here to do a bit more recruiting. Um, interested to hear Jeffrey's bit on uh, the transfer portal. and kind of moving in visits, the end of eval season, and a uh, little five for two. So, it sounds like a great day today.
0: By the way, if you're just uh, kind of figuring out what Jay was talking about, we had our first call-in show last night. Recruiting call-in show, Colin. I took a call for, I think, an hour and a half. Several several calls, a lot of intel on that. We're going to start doing that every week, Tuesday nights at 6.30 till 8. Uh, so if, uh, if you missed it last night, it's on our YouTube channel. You can go watch it. And then if you want to join us next Tuesday night, it'll be on our YouTube channel as well. Okay. So. I wanted to. I wrote a story earlier this week about Auburn's struggles, Auburn's limitations, the options in the transfer portal, and how it's limiting uh, their options. And I kind of gave a a, a vague, a broad overlook on it, and really learned a little bit more about it, uh, and just how difficult it is for Auburn to get these transfers eligible to play. Uh, and, and now, the rule across the board is, is equal for everyone. It's the same for all colleges. The problem is is that not all colleges offer the same degrees. So when guys like Ricky Pearsall, uh, Casey Rogers, who are some of the other ones I mentioned? I can't remember.
1: Uh,
0: uh, I the, the, the,
1: the, my, my, Myron Warren, who we yeah, all had tags coming to
0: Auburn, four, four, former four-star recruit out of uh, Texas. And then there was uh, the uh, wide receiver out of Texas. Cavante Dixon. Yeah. So all these guys were at positions of need for Auburn. Auburn re- reached out to these kids, was setting up visits. Already had Myron Warren locked in, only to have to cancel. And if you remember last week, Casey Rogers committed to Oregon, and after having Auburn in his top three, and you know he never visited Auburn. Well, now we know why. He wasn't eligible to transfer. The problem that we're seeing with this is the length, the lack of. Uh, of majors at Auburn that coincide with what these kids are doing elsewhere, there is no sports management major sure. at Auburn. There is no recreation management uh, recreation major at auburn the The only thing Auburn has is is interdisciplinary studies that even equate similarly similarly to what these kids are doing and the problem with that is, is you've got to take two prerequisite courses just to get into that major. Well, you can't take those two prerequisite courses in the same semester, so it takes you a full year just to get into that major. And in the meantime, during that year of taking those prerequisites to get into that major, you've got to be declared somewhere else. So now you're talking about a psychology or a criminology or something like that. Uh, so there's, it, it's, it's very difficult. Even the kids, DJ James and... Jason Jones at or- from Oregon yes. came back, came from yep. Oregon, and you know they're having to go through this process as well. If the football season was back in the spring, they wouldn't have been eligible. They're, they're having to take classes right now to get into that made it to, to, to to be eligible at all. And um, all signs point to them being able to, but that just shows you more about the, the difficulties in getting kids in here. And not and so, so one of the things that people started freaking out about. And I, I've got my eye on you, B J T W D E, and uh, Denny ten thirty four. <laughs> they were talking about, oh, spin it, spin it. He's spinning it. Dude, there ain't nothing to spin, man. I mean, there, there, there is this reality. Auburn's Al, Auburn's professors. I think almost ninety percent of the professors professors are tenured. They hold a lot of weight in this. They hold a lot of weight in 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 making a new degree a, a major at Auburn. Nobody wants that major in their school right now. Um, And so when Auburn reaches out to these kids, these kids enter the transfer portal. Auburn reaches out immediately. You've got to. If you're not, you're you're, you're far behind. You're you're far behind. Right. They reach out to these kids. They want their transcripts. They get their transcripts. Well, it's not like you can take a transcript and go, okay, man, he's in. He's good. He go. You've got to now take each individual course and send it to the professors at Auburn. The professors at Auburn are the ones who decide, okay, he took biology 101 at Texas. Uh, that's going to count as biology. We'll, we'll do that here at Auburn. Um, th- they're the ones who's saying whether or not these classes are transferring and what as most of these kids have 40 hours of electives and you just, you, you just can't translate that into a major at Auburn. But if, if, if Auburn's professors have no reason to put this stuff at the top of the, the, their priorities. So if, if they're giving finals, if it's the first of the semester, the last of the semester, like right now, the past week and a half, dude, they're not in any hurry. So you're waiting for a week just to, for this professor to say yay or nay on these classes, and if they'll transfer. And and in the meantime, you've got to recruit the hell out of this kid. You've right. got to set up You've got to set up official visits. You've got to, you've got to set up calls, and you know you you've got to do everything. As if he's going to be eligible, just like they did with Myra Moore, you know they're setting up calls, they're they're setting up official visits, and only then after the, these professors finally get around to looking at these courses, at the transcripts, do they find out that the, he's not a, he's not eligible? Yeah, he, he could transfer, but he'll have to sit out a year.
1: exactly and yeah. it, it doesn't make them bad students or anything of that nature. This no. is not what we were saying, and that's why it makes more sense when we started talking about Ricky Pearsall and why he'd be eligible at Florida and not at Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's because they had a transferable major that his credits applied to. They didn't apply to anything at Auburn. And I think that's connect with some of our fans and some of the message board readers. I want to get Cole's take on the experience this transferring to AUM mm-hmm. kind of a little bit. Yeah. But the, 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 the confusion on their end is they're saying, oh, well, there's no way that he's academically part of, which is a pretty pretty academic institution. And he's not eligible at Auburn. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, it does that context. And you realize the limited amount of majors that Auburn has, Mm -hmm. the some of these majors that they're, you know what I mean, the places they're coming from. Cole, go ahead and and kind of dovetail in, man.
2: Yeah, man. I I, I had the, uh, I did the transfer to AUM when I was in college at the end of my college tenure. But it took me a lot longer in college because of my transfer to AUM because they did not accept my minor. I had a minor which was over 18 hours in a certain field that had to do with sports management, exercise science, that kind of thing, and they didn't take it. Didn't transfer. Held me back about two semesters and uh you know, for guys that are going to play football somewhere, they're, that's going to hurt them with their football careers. You know, if you go to some place and and they don't they don't start you back where you were, you fall behind two semesters and and now you, you know, that that messes with you. So
1: well, and you only that's have what, 13 semesters to complete your degree. That's, yeah, exactly. You're limited to, to that amount of time. And so if you lose two semesters, that's – and that's what Jeffrey means by the PTB and, and the 40-60-80 the yeah. rule where you have to credits to maintain eligibility. Right. So it's, it, it's just a really – I don't think the staff ever anticipated that this was going to happen when they decided they were going to make their initial push into the transfer portal to bring in some veteran leadership veteran players to kind of raise the floor to a degree of some of the talent they already had on the team. Had they known all this, maybe they would have handled things a little bit differently, but they didn't. They're learning as they go, just like everybody transform every evolving thing. And it's just, you know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. There are still a couple of guys in the portal that they like. Jeffrey Do- talked about this within his piece with Abu Isabor and a handful of others that are there meet Auburn's criteria. Yeah.
0: And it's, let me tell you how restrictive Auburn is. And it's not like Auburn is set up to be a deterrence. The, the faculty and stuff is, is set up to be a deterrence to transfer portal. But even Vanderbilt offers sports management. I mean, that, it, it's easier to transfer into Vanderbilt to play football than it yeah. is to Auburn for most students. Now, if it's a Georgia Tech or an, an engineering school or something like that, there's not going to be any problems. There's not going to be any problems with the kid transferring. UCLA uh, uh is a board. now. I think he's more of a grad. Is he a grad transfer? I, think I believe no. so. Uh, welcome, you know, uh, Matt's wide doors wide open.
2: And he's he's a psychology major too. I think so. Which Auburn has totally different, totally right. different scenario. He doesn't have to worry about that because they'll take all of his credits.
0: You know, but when you've got kids that go into college and you know. The problem with Desi Seals, we talked about him a couple of times, was that he had so many electives and not any core classes. Uh, He he was done with core. So if he were to come to Auburn, he would have had to take in very difficult courses. Every one of them would have had to have been difficult courses for him. And trying to play D1 sport and and, and taking a legit curriculum, it was not going to happen. Uh, And and that's what a lot of these kids that that they go get in their first year of school and it's, you know, nothing but electives. Dude, somebody, I'm not kidding you, had a a seashell finding course.
1: I'm not, I'm not lying. This is true.
0: So when you get kids who've got nothing but electives and it's in their second year of college and they're trying to transfer to a school like Auburn that has limited opportunities, limited majors, it's not going to happen. And there's nothing that the coaching staff can do. Now, you can take off. Uh, Jay, had it, I thought you hit. If you're going to complain about anything, it's, hey, man, we realize now how difficult it is. Maybe we shouldn't put all our eggs or all, a lot of eggs in the transfer portal basket. Yeah. Right. So when, when it comes to spinning because these kids aren't coming to Auburn, that, that's that's false. It's fiction. It's It's just another excuse Completely. for these idiots. Yeah,
1: I agree. A lot of Dingleberries of the week. Dingleberries of the week. Um, Like I said, if they want to be frustrated because we didn't concentrate more on junior early on or or concentrate more on high school targets early on, I get that.
2: Right. Yeah, I think that I think that's warranted. uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's a warranted complaint. But them where they are now and what they're limited to, I mean, I I think they're doing exactly what they can at this point. Is I mean. If you could probably talk to, you know, what targets are still on the board that kind of meet criteria from a transfer standpoint. I know there's some thought that they're going to come available on the, tra- on the grad transfer market because that's still a mm. avenue, even if they transfer after May, after a waiver.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're hear in conversation with business icons.
2: Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. very easily grantable if they request a major that's at Auburn that say does is not offered at the current school they're at. And they've graduated from that institution, so right. there's still an avenue to add players beyond the May one deadline. We just don't know who those prospects are going to be yet, because obviously right. they haven't finished their degree. Right. And so uh,
0: nothing final on Matt Landers. I know we talked about him, uh, the, the wide receiver who signed with Georgia, transferred to Toledo, now he's transferring out. Uh, nothing final on him, but there, you know it's, he, he's in that waiting period where right. the, the professors are waiting. You know Auburn's waiting on feedback. To find out if he's even eligible. In the meantime, they're recruiting the shit out of him. Yeah, uh, as they should. You know, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, we, we talked about Craig McDonald, the defensive back from Iowa State. Jay, head, you, I, we, we missed you last night with our portal. You're a portal uh, guru. Um, Marvin Grant, we, me and Cole. Marvin Grant, did he ever commit to USC? The Purdue? Yeah. Back? I don't think he had. No, maybe. and actually,
1: he just visited. He just visited Kansas as well. I um, mean, there's mm-hmm. a connection out there between one of his former high school coaches. High school teammates being uh, on Kansas's team, and so he went out there as kind of a courtesy visit. A lot of heavy interest from USC. I know we're very interested in Marvin Grant. I don't know, you know, where we stand in that situation. I felt last time I to uh, to anyone to give me a little bit of intel, they felt better about Craig was kind of the feeling that I got, and they saw those two as very comparable for uh, yeah. that same. So splitting hairs there, but. Marcus Washington from Texas. I think he's still under the evaluation from his and Matt Landers with the edge board. And I'm keeping an eye on Quasar. I don't think there's some other things at play other than academics with him that they're kind of making a, a determination on. And maybe they'll make a move on him. Maybe they won't. I, I, I still have no answer there yet.
0: I, I have Josh Landry written down.
1: Yes, Josh Landry from Baylor. I know that there's been some dialogue there between those two. Um, I haven't gotten any confirmation that we've moved into the direction of an offer just yet. I know that he's definitely on the board or was on the board at one point.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: So,
0: a lot of things coming to light, I guess, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Would you say that the May 1st deadline, the transfer portal is closed? Correct. For, immediate, for
1: immediate eligibility. For immediate eligibility outside of grad transfers with a waiver. Those will be the only people that could be entering the portal that we would have some interest. So I right. think what I, where we left it off at is, is that the people that will be entering the portal, it, so it's done for May 1st as far as people that are for yeah. immediate eligibility. However, grad transfers after May 1st, can apply for a waiver. Those will be the only people that we're really interested in beyond those people that we just lose with, with uh, Donald, uh, Marvin Grant, uh, Marcus Washington, Matt Landers, the defensive tackle from Bay Andry and potentially John Fuller. And, well, and Abue is a boy. Those are, the, yeah. those are the targets right now that we're aware of that you guys need to be concentrated on that we think that we potentially have a shot at.
2: Yes.
0: Hey, uh, and, and speaking of, and we're gonna we're gonna turn our focus now to the defensive line. We, we know we talked about the transfer portal. Uh, we mentioned a couple of defensive line names. Abdul uh, ezebor is the edge target we're gonna be tracking. He, I think he just visited Cal. I think we said from the beginning, Cal, Duke, and Auburn were his were his top schools. Yes. I'm really, I'm I'm really worried now. I think I think about it, him being worried about playing time. Poll and I touched on this last night, but. Speaking of visits, what we've what we've seen this month of June coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're going to get started at the end of May to be honest with you. We're, I'm talking official visits. Yep. Uh, just confirmed, Saadir Mitchell, defensive tackle from New Jersey, will be here at the first of the uh, first of June. But I just wanted to read you real quick who we've got confirmed right now. Raquez McElDerry, McEldry, also known as, <laughs> uh, is coming in Friday, May 27th. that that last weekend in May. He's the only one I've got confirmed right now. He's a Georgia commitment uh, from Aniston. Cous Cousins to Braden Joyner. I really like Auburn's chances there. I really do. I think um, I I would be more surprised if Auburn doesn't get him, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: I'm still watching watching Alabama, too. I actually think it's more uh, of a chance that he goes to either Alabama or, or Auburn than Georgia right now.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way, Cole. It, it, to me, it, it's, it's out, my major concern right now with them starting to show interest. So we'll see yeah. how involved they get.
0: Right. That, 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 that next weekend is going to be huge, and not so much for numbers, but the, the, week, the first weekend in June, you've got Jaden Osbury, oh, yeah. younger, yep. younger brother of Austin. You've got four-star defensive tackle Jamal Jarrett yep. Yep. coming down from North Carolina, and you've got four-star running back Roderick Robinson coming from San Diego all three of those guys are locked in for that first week in June. Gosh,
2: those are two that really, that really, um, that I've got my eye on right now are Jarrett and Robinson. Yep. That, the emergence with Auburn for Robinson has been fast. Quick,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's so, happened
2: fast. And then with Jarrett, you know, he hasn't been there yet, to our knowledge. I don't think he, he had been there at all.
0: He's yeah, the I, one who's really close with Aniche Sledge. And yeah. who actually approached Almer? If you remember, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But he's the one who was like, "Hey, dude, recruit me. My yeah. buddy, my buddy's going there. My big brother's going there. And yeah. I want to. I want that option to go with."
2: I had a good talk with now him I, at the Under Armour camp in Alpharetta. He he was he was ready to get to campus. He said he was going to try to do it in April, but you know he's getting there now, and uh, got the great relationship with Jimmy Brumball too. So. That that one could could really be something when he sees campus and and gets around and eachy sleds there if he's there yet and he'd probably join him or something I don't know but uh that'll be interesting.
1: The next week, June and, and the tenth. You, <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned relationship with. I believe that Roderick Robertson also has a relationship with our all American cornerback Sonny, Oh he's yeah. also San Diego. So, two relationships there with two signees in the 2022 class may be aiding us here just a little bit.
2: Yeah, Keontae Scott from around the yep. same area in California. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: So, very interesting and love the tape on both those guys. Jared's just that big nose tackle that you need in a multi, in a multi front defense. Um, yep. Yeah. 6'5. Mm. Yeah, he's. Yeah,
2: you know, he I think on three. boy, Jeffrey. I think on three's got Jarrett as an offensive lineman, just because they project him as that, which a lot of teams are recruiting him that way. But you know, he may he may prefer defense, which is what Auburn likes.
1: He, I think he actually does, and I think UGA prefers him on defense. Um, who's yeah. also probably the other uh, the big team involved with him. Mm-hmm. UNC likes him on defense, so it, he's I think he's a nose tackle all the way, as far as that's concerned for the schools that are on his primary list. And then Roderick Robertson, I love that kid's film. I mean, Montgomery, I I really like him. But when you watch Robertson's tape, man, good. Robinson, it shows a nice blend of his own scheme run. A lot of love is patience right before he hits the hole. uh, And just the the explosion that he has or the ability to take it to the house. I mean, it's it's really a a combination of skills and something that – would be a want or a very needed person in this class losing Tank Bixby going into next year.
0: Yeah, the following week, June 10th, you've got two big defenders coming in. You've got in state four star Hunter Osborne, and you've got probably one of the top three or four linebacker targets in D. Creighton. Four, two big oh, yeah. four star coming in uh, that next weekend. The next weekend, you've got Jordan Hall, another top three guy. Yep. And then the 24th of June, you've got Sadir Mitchell, and you've got Clay Whedon coming up from Florida. A lot of big-time guys coming in for June. And most of these guys have already visited. They visited during the spring. Yeah,
2: and Connor Stroh is another from Texas. Yeah, so I miss it. him.
0: i skipped skip right over him. He's coming next weekend. Yeah. Next, Friday yeah, week. May 20th. Yeah. Yep, May 20th. Friday week, you've got and Connor just- Stroh, and the following weekend, you've got Matthew <laughs> Yeah,
1: right. And that's just the guys that you guys have confirmed.
0: Right,
1: you know I mean? exactly. that's not – Auburn's got other guys that are coming in. This is just who we've confirmed at this point. It, I'm really, really excited for your guys' reporting when, as we get closer to some of these official visit weekends. Um, and then camp season. And who materializes during camp season that may come on for an official visit during period yeah. as well. Because it really feels like this staff, contrary to my early belief that we were going to push more officials towards the end of the season, they are loading up in June right now and getting guys on campus. Hey, here, here,
0: here's, here's some other guys that I, I, know, I, I know have set up official visits, but I, I just haven't confirmed the dates. Connor Lou, Will Formby, two offensive linemen, one from Alabama. Stanton Ramil. Mm-hmm. Ramil they yep. just picked yep. up an offer from Clemson today.
2: He did. Got a Clemson offer.
0: Jeremiah Cobb is coming. Reuben Bain is coming back. Yep. Isaiah Nixon, we talked about him last night. Cole is an edge guy. He's coming in. Keldrick yep. oh, Frost coming in June the 10th, I think. I need to add him to that list.
2: Yeah, and be...
0: Bradley is another edge guy we talked about. He's coming in for, I think, the 24th. Got to get that confirmed. And Hunter Clegg. Hunter yeah. Clegg, where's he from, Iowa, Cole?
2: U- Utah. American, That's what I said. American Fork, Utah.
0: So uh, these, there's several. And that that list is probably 10 days old. I'm sure there's been more even added to it than that. So June is going to be stacked. <laughs> And, and and what we have noticed is a lot is front heavy, both offensive and defensive line.
1: Yeah,
0: big, big heavy, which
1: are, which are both you know big needs in this class. Yeah. You know, offensive and defensive line are, are probably your top two target areas, in class. So, um of for the prospects we point and realize, and then. You know, I, I saw there was a question last night that got asked to you guys um, with regard to when the is going to be. And it sounds like to this point it's going to be the end of July, which is good because the momentum of having all your official visits in June, your camps in June, yeah, and then getting on campus for a major event like that in July as opposed to necessarily where Gus and staff, Gus and staff had it, a front end of June.
0: Mm-hmm. So Sometimes late May. For
1: targets to, yeah, so it's more time for targets to materialize.
2: Yeah, definitely. If they can, if they can get a good turnout there at the Big Cat Weekend after your, after all these guys come for official visits, I'm sure that on the official visits, even the guys like Sadir Mitchell that's from New Jersey, they'll go, "Hey, you know, we got Big Cat Weekend at the end of July. That'd be a, that'd be a great one to come down. You'll know everybody there. You know."
1: One hundred percent.
0: Oh, you know who else? Cole's boy, Brock Glenn.
1: Oh, hey, Auburn. Hey, hey. You mean Auburn. I like that. Auburn,
0: Auburn. that's right.
1: <laughs>
0: that's right. So,
1: Need that quarterback in the class. <laughs> you later.
0: you got to think Auburn brings him back. He came for practice earlier in the spring, brings him back to basically put the final touches on his recruitment. He's a guy I would expect to visit one more time, leave, and say, hey, I, I'm going to announce my decision next week.
2: You know, I don't I don't know how well that Holden Gurner knew everybody in the class. Some guys you know are just popular, like Braden Joyner, Damari Austin. They know all the guys. They've been camping with all the top guys for years. Um, I didn't know much about Gurner, but at the end, he really seemed to be a good recruiter for Auburn. Um, if Brock Glenn were to join the class, I'm sure that he would get to work on that too. Mm. That's always a good thing, oh, yeah. having a quarterback in the class.
1: Well, and speaking of Brock, he's obviously going to be competing in the Elite 11 this weekend, Uh, the regionals up in Nashville, so that's something for people as far as he's concerned. And really right now, if you've been following his recruitment, it sounds like an Auburn versus Mississippi State battle and one that we need to lock. I know that Virginia and TCU have become more involved there, but I, I feel very comfortable, like Jeffrey said, this is going to be a bring him on campus for an official visit, get him locked up, get him in the class, and let him start recruiting
2: yeah yeah and look Mississippi state might not sound like you know that might not fire you up as a battle that you're against to recruit for, but um they got some cred with quarterbacks with Michael been there, I promise that dude knows how to how to use a quarterback, and if he wants you yeah you're pretty good
1: well in and, and like you said the amount of it, the amount of opportunities you're going to have to throw the football in his offense, so if you're excited yeah. about throwing the football around the yard,
0: mm-hmm. and most
1: quarterbacks are. You know that's attractive. So that that's a watching, but I, I, I really like our chances. I mean, from everything everything that I understand, the reviews that he's done with you guys, um, to me, it, it signifies that Auburn is a major player. And if we push, which I think now, that we can get it.
0: All right. Let's see. Let's let's go to our defensive line five for two this week. All right. How how, how are we going to do this?
1: So we're going to break it up just like you would break it up across the defense. We're going to go defensive end, nose guard, and then defensive tackle. And the tackle spot is that hybrid position, three, the four eye, the five, contingent on what front we're going to be in. That's going to be kind of your swing piece to a degree Lineup.
0: All right, where are you going to start?
1: Let's start with end. It's a, a, an attractive one to start with.
0: Not edge. We're end. talking End.
1: Yeah. We're so, talking end. So, a strong side end. So, Kobe Wooden. So the, the, yeah. You got right. it. The Kobe Wooden spot. And in, 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 and you guys may include him in yours. I did not include Tamari and TJ Parker on my end list just because we're recruiting him as an edge. I, as far as that's concerned, they can tell him whatever they want. He's going to end up playing defensive end when he gets to Auburn, in my opinion, because his body's just going to grow into it. But for yeah. the time – Consider him an edge.
2: I think he's. I think he's probably getting talked to about both. Uh, Jayhead, because Jimmy, Jimmy Brumball's been in the mix there too, uh, as well as Rock okay. Bell and Tony. So, I, you know, he could be considered in this category too. If and if he, if we are considering him in this category, he's going to be number one for me.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's put him in the number two for me. Starting number one for me: Osborne, Hewitt, Drus, uh, Hewitt Trustful High School. Or Clemson and Tennessee probably being your other two big dogs in the race. And with that, I will kick it to Cole, who says T.J. Tamarian Parker is his number one.
2: Yep. T.J. Parker is going to be number one there. Are we counting Keldrick Falk?
1: I'm counting him as an edge.
2: Yeah, okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I like um, for number two, let's go with. I'm looking at the list here. I don't have it in order, but I know who I want. I like, uh, well, Ruben Baines Edge, too. How about Gavin Hill, who was just offered not too long ago from Buckholz? I like Uh, that. Gainesville, Florida. He's one that we don't know much about yet, and I think that he is going to visit, probably officially visit really soon, too, if I had to guess.
0: All right, so.
1: I would, yeah. Go ahead, AJ Lee, I cut you off. Well, well, well,
0: Russell's an an edge, Falk's an edge. We've named Parker. Isaiah Nixon is an edge. Yep. Hunter Clegg is an edge. Wilkie Denod is an edge. Ashley Williams is an edge. Now you're getting to, like, Hunter Osborne, certainly.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: T.J. Searcy?
1: Yeah. Yes. on my list.
0: Could I have him on, as a D-end? Or is oh, he yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely a D-end. any question on that. Uh,
0: I'll take T.J. Searcy. I'll draft him. Third round. Yep.
2: And you probably could throw Joshua Horton in the uh-huh. category as well.
0: That would have been my next one.
2: Yeah.
1: You could. I'm going to keep him on my defensive tackle board, but you guys can draft him to the end if you want to.
0: But you know, and what's weird is in the same category on, on three, you've got Caden McDonald, you've got Sadir Mitchell, you, and then you got Jamarius Brown. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: right. So it and they don't separate ends in defensive line. They oh, for real, multiple fronts. So your defensive line is a hodgepodge of end, nose tackle, and, and defensive tackle.
2: Yeah, and so. and you know. It, it, it could always change. These are the guys that we're we're all thinking project there at the at the moment, right?
1: Right now, at this point, we've got Hunter Osborne on the board, correct? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. T.J. Tamirian Parker. Yep. Is number two, correct? Yep. Gavin Hill on the Cerce. board.
2: Gavin Hill. Yep. T.J. Searcy.
1: T.J. Cersei, and I'll give you my last one that's on my list um, is Jamarius Brown. Mississippi, yeah. With so he's, Alabama, he's a bigger Florida, boy. Mississippi State. He's a bigger boy. I thought he was, but the latest report I got is he came in at like 2 6 on campus. If he's in high school, there's no way he's playing edge by the time he gets to Auburn. He's going to eat his way into defensive end. Yeah, yeah. No question.
2: I saw him in person. He's, he's a big, big kid. Definitely. Right.
1: So, I think he's definitely going to be a five tech, and my bonus name is Terrence Green. With-
2: oh yeah, he's got to OD
1: here relatively soon, and your major players with him are going to be USC, Texas Tech, and people may say Texas. But look, he's doing a fantastic job down at Texas Tech right now. I think he's got five class. Now, granted, this chunk full of three stars, but they're doing a really good job of turning two in that Texas area. So. Yeah. Watch out for them on the recruiting trail as far as it's concerned for a guy like Terrence Green.
0: All right. Let's go to your what, your nose nose guard? Yep.
2: Yeah, nose guard. All
0: right. I don't know where to start here. Y'all
1: y'all, y'all lead us off, man.
2: Jay. All right, nose
1: guard. <laughs> Number one. going to go ahead and start with one? Go ahead, Cole.
2: No, go for it. You go first and I'll see if I'm the same.
1: Okay, Noseguard, number one, Sideir Mitchell from Virgin Catholic, New Jersey. Uh, Other teams involved are going to be Texas A&M, Georgia, and Miami.
2: Yep, I will agree. Sideir Mitchell is probably number one on that list. And then Jamal Jarrett would be next.
1: Yep, that's my number two, Cole. Mm -hmm. Well, hell,
0: who's number
2: three? Caden McDonald, right?
0: See, I, I would have these guys as threes. I don't know. I, 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 y'all keep going, dude. So you got Sadir Mitchell, you got Jamal Jarrett, you got Caden McDonald. Who else you got?
2: That's probably your main three. Okay. At, at well, I, I can't
1: come up with anybody else. Probably Xavier, your main three. Though. Yeah, go ahead, Cole. You, you Xavier, my fourth.
2: Yeah, Xavier McCloud could probably be in that position as well. So he would be considered there as well. I'm wondering when he's going to get back on campus too, because he had a really good visit, and haven't heard much from him lately. I'm going to try to catch up with him and see what we can find out.
1: And then last name on my list would be Jamarian Harkless from Lexington, Kentucky.
2: Yeah, new and offer. Other major,
1: players, yeah, other major players are Kentucky, Illinois, Georgia, and LSU. And what's significant about that is, is those are all, all teams that use a multi-front defense. They're all looking for a nose guard. I don't think he's a frontline guy for any of them but somebody that they could probably start to cultivate more information on and shift or change on their board. He may be somebody, whether it's somebody like a of Mitchell coming off the board to us yeah. know, or, or somebody else. That could cause Harkless to come off the board. So that's probably my fifth guy.
2: Gotcha. And then we can just uh, fill in the rest here.
0: Okay, three-tick. Defensive tackle.
2: You, I want you,
1: Josh Horton, yeah, Josh yeah. Horton number four for me. Langston Hughes.
2: Yeah, you know this position is sort of narrowed down a little bit because you had Will Norman from IMG Academy who did not include Auburn in the top schools. Yep. You had Kelby Collins who did not include Auburn in his top schools, and I probably would yep. have had both of them in there in the first place. Um, but but now maybe maybe the other Jordan Hall. Uh, not the linebacker, but the defensive lineman Jordan Hall from Jacksonville, Florida, would put him in there.
1: You're reading my mind, Cole. That's exactly who I've got as my number two is Jordan Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. And he is an absolute stud.
2: Yeah, he is. He's one of the more impressive ones. Cause, and, again, when you're talking about the three techniques, the, that's, that position, that's your. That's going to be your your biggest, probably more athletic guy but with the size advantage as well. So that's a really good combination there for the three techniques.
0: How about, how about James One Smith? Name. Yep. James that's Smith number three, Jeffrey. There you go. Right. Wasn't gonna name I-, I had to get first. it in before I ran into names, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I was not going to name him first. Yeah. No, with with Will Norman and Kelby Collins cutting a kind of leaving us out. And I don't think we're done recruiting those guys. Let's let me get that out there right now. I think they're still on our coaches board. I just, Unfortunately, the only recent, but recency bias dictates that we shouldn't really talk about them. But I don't think our coaches are going to give up recruiting. But two right. names would be will. I'll throw, um, as far I, as I
2: I'll throw another one in there, which he is sort of an edge, um, end hybrid. Just a bonus name to add is Deshaun Womack from Baltimore, Maryland, who did include Auburn in his top schools and is going to visit at some point in the summer.
0: I've got a, I've got a name and he just was offered uh, I think last month maybe in late March but Xavier uh, Hardy? Oh yeah, yeah. From uh, yeah from
1: yeah we should definitely put him on there yeah. <coughs> uh,
0: man that's a that's a that's a pretty strong list of defensive linemen all the way across <laughs> yeah. the line.
2: It is and yeah it really is. And since last time you had two big ones that were eliminated uh, in Norman and and uh Collins and like Jay had said, they're probably not completely eliminated. I don't think they're going to stop recruiting them, but you know, uh, looking at the targets that are more realistic and they don't fit that bill anymore. So still a bunch of names regardless. That's, that's pretty impressive.
1: I agree.
0: Hey guys, uh, I know Cole's got to get back to the family and to Mickey, but <laughs> do y'all have any, how about this week?
2: Um, I do not this week. Okay. Nobody, nobody, just impressed me. Sorry. Oh. <laughs>
1: Jay, you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to give Swamp Eagle one because I thought that he was kind of cleaning up some of the uh some of the people that were making some complaints with regard to. Uh, oh yeah. Claims of things being spun, or you know. It, it, just, you know, some, some various complaints that were issued this week with regard to recruiting information. Applying some logic.
2: I could always yeah, go it, in uh, with with Swamp Eagle. I am I'm, I'm a fan.
1: You look, I don't want to badmouth anybody as far as that's concerned. I think everybody is entitled to their viewpoint on things, but what I want to make clear to people is is that we're not fanboys and we're not putting out information that's being steered. Down. Any information or anybody on this show is information that they think is valid and pertinent to the issue and it's not a spin by any means. It is reporting a fact. And if we disagree with the coaching staff's direction, we will tell you. Okay? Yeah. This just happens yeah. to be the fact for and people up on the project this week. So that's where he's gonna get a shout. Well
0: I, you,
2: I do have one. I do have one Jeffrey. Let me let me just give a shout out to Shacker Jack for calling in last night. And giving us a good question.
0: Shaker with a K, not a CK. Oh, shaker. <laughs>
2: Had us fooled with the K. We, we were thinking it was shaker. It's not it's, a shaker.
0: It's, it's actually. Uh, wait a minute. Is it? Is shaker? But with
2: Sh- he he said shaker. He said shaker Jack.
0: I thought he's, it is Shacker, but he doesn't have the C in there. He used to right. be Shacker. He had, I think had, I think I might have banned him. He had to come back and shake Shacker. <laughs> he goes, oh. You pronounce it Shacker, Mr. Lee. I'm sorry. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was real nice, man. He I've I got, I got, I got, I got several, man. We've had a lot going on this week. And um, I thought we've had some, uh, some really good posters. We've got some really good uh, contributions from our, our people. Uh, but so here's my batches for this week. Leading off, Mr. Stephen.
1: <laughs> he <won. Ooh. laughs> Brother, Brother, that
2: he's going to be so happy that you.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Stephen. AU <laughs> <laughs> Barner 99 came through for us last night on the show with a couple of things, man. He also uh, was a big advocate when we threw the idea out last week. So was W. Tidwell 51. And um, wanted to give big, two big handbashes to those guys. Souls. Souls or Souls? Shit, man. You know I can't pronounce anything souls so uh big big great 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 uh great poster so was decatur tiger 97 how about you to him how about you to smoke one how about you to bob sackaman au and uh and then we had hayes mo who was uh our new subscriber jumped on the board right off and said hey i'm here man deal with it. uh welcome welcome to the site hayes mo <laughs> appreciate you, and then a couple of guys that I really appreciate, man. I really appreciate what they bring to the site. I appreciate them posting. Uh, Bruce Ball Twenty Four has always got some good scoop, uh, some basketball recruiting scoop. As does brejects man. I really appreciate both of those guys and, and what they bring to the site. Same as Jay Phillips and Orange, Orange and Drew, Orange. Mm-hmm. The, those two guys, man, are uh, uh, they're they're really good. Uh, and I tell you what, so when, when I dropped that PTD thing uh, story earlier this week. The one guy who, like, got it, he, like, really understood it and was, like, answering questions basically for me uh, was Coach underscore BM. He really yeah. – he, he was helping explain, like, hey, Auburn doesn't have those uh, – you know, they, they don't have the majors. And uh he, he really did a good job. I appreciate that. And a uh, big how about you to Coach BM. Tumor's Trees ninety one's always been good. At AU Bass, always been good. And then today – Jamie Shaw, on threes, Jamie Shaw, national bas- basketball analyst, had the Julian Phillips, Tennessee, and was basically saying, "Ah, we've known it all along." Walk y'all through it, and Cook. Everybody knows Cook. Cook EDW.
1: Oh yeah, he he, he saves receipts, baby.
0: That's damn right. He called his ass out, <laughs> and because it, it, it was like one weekend, Tennessee was weak, and then just yesterday, Jamie Shaw released an insider saying, or maybe it was two days ago, that Auburn was thought to be the in the lead. And uh, Jamie would not acknowledge that, or if he did, he was like, "Well, th- those were uh, other sources. I don't know them. We, are you intentionally misleading your readers?" Uh, but anyway, great job by <laughs> Cooked on that, dude. He kept those receipts. Couple of Dingleberries of the weeks. And listen, this is not nominee. These are co-winners. All right, we got. One. <laughs> I've already mentioned. I've already mentioned BJT WDE and uh, Denny 1034. They're good posters, man. They just would could not accept. I heard something behind me. They just could not accept that so the reason hard that hard Auburn wasn't hard. going to get these transfers was because of the PTD. They just, oh my God, spin, spin, spin. Um, and, and of course, yep. our uh, Kimasabi. Kimasabi, oh, yeah. you know, he was nominated last week. He's like, look, dude, I, I don't want to hear no nominations. Let me know when I win. So, <laughs> Kimasabi. I'm, I'm going to give Kimasabi first place, Diggleberry of the Week this week, and uh, co runner up with uh, BJTWD and Denny 1034. But we've had a lot good stuff, man. We've we've had a busy message board. We've had good stuff to talk about. We've had great contributions from our subscribers. And and it just keeps getting better, man. Auburn Live on three. If you're not a member, jump on that, man. We have got offers all, all the time. We've got coming up, we've got our call in show from now on on Tuesday nights at six thirty. Be sure to listen to that. Cole keeps bringing it. So does Jay Head. Jay Head's going to walk us through the portal until there's no portaling left. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, we appreciate it. Cole, we appreciate you joining us, man, today from Orlando. Jay Head, appreciate you. We'll see you next week on the call in show. Zach, appreciate That's you fair. behind the scenes, big dog. We really do, man. Appreciate Absolutely. you, big dog, man. Uh lovely.
1: No, appreciate for, for, him. And, and those that don't know, he cuts out all these mistakes that I make. So, you should really appreciate what Zach does.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, So, for Zach, for Jay here, for Cole, and Jeffrey Lee, man. We'll see you next week. Remember to stay out of the left lane unless you're passing, and get the hell back over in the right. See you. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.